that bad, actually. Well, the original song was great. He's a fuck, but listen to the words. So it I used to be no mysterious girl. Let's say that. It's probably coming home. And welcome to the All Our Teams podcast, the uninformed and yet equally opinionated gander into the sporting world. As always, my name is Alistair Kirk, and once again, I am joined by my two fantastic co-hosts. First up, he once came third in a Jack Green lookalike contest. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Good to see you both in the same place, boys. It's been a long time, and it is coming home. All right, well, the jury's still out on that. And across the pond, thousands of miles away, in person, but very, very close to our hearts. Uh, well, thank God for Tampa, Florida, eh? It's Jeremy Curo. Hey, boys. How are we doing? We are very well. And Jack, you said it correctly just then. It's fantastic to have the three of us back podcasting. We're not here as frequently as we'd like, ladies and gentlemen, these days, thanks to uh, COVID restrictions loosening and the fact that we all live busy lives. But when we can, we will pod. And we're thrilled that you're joining us for yet another episode. Whether you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Pods, or your favorite podcast, podcast platform, we do not care. We're just thrilled to have you with us. Do remember, if you're listening on Apple Pods, a cheeky five-star review will go a long way to getting you a free pint and to us to number 77 in your home country who doesn't want that but gentlemen it's brilliant to be back um first off uh jeremy curo how thrilled are you that the montreal canadians did not win the stanley cup uh i don't really care if i'm honest it would have been nice for my brother-in-law brian who likes them and my dad who uh, air quotes likes them uh, <laughs> but uh tampa's just loaded so not not a surprise to see them win so easily that is very true. Uh, and Mr. Jack Green, um, it would be safe to say you're probably pretty elated after uh, after last night. We'll get into some Euros chat later on, but uh, why don't you kick off by telling us about your, your wider teams, plural? Yeah, well, yeah, we'll not delve into England just yet then. Um, but uh, a very quiet but very passionate celebration for myself whilst holding a one-year-old child who was okay. sleeping. So okay. my neighbours benefit from that hmm. one, but... Maybe not me. Um, Norwich have been busy uh, considering it's off-season just now. Signing um, Billy Gilmore is kind of the signing of the brilliant. season for Norwich so Absolutely far on loan after his fantastic performances for Scotland against England. Um, but proven um, on many different levels so far in his career. So looking forward to seeing him play. Um, uh, reunited with Angus Gunn, the legacy, uh, bringing him mm. back. So he's not Scottish, Great but name. he should be. Um, should be. Milo Rashika as well from uh, Werder Bremen, who is a very hotly touted player. We'll see how he gets on in the Premier League, but part of the Buendia replacement plan. And um, re-signing uh, Giannoulis and uh, Gibson permanently, which is good. So some players coming in and looking to strengthen that squad without spending horrendous amounts of money. And Ali, you look like you want to ask me something. I do. Thank you so much. Like the kid at the back of the classroom. Um, is Buendia, is he, has he gone? Has that confirmed? Is it, what's happening with that? I heard he was going to Villa. Then I was heard he wasn't going. Can you confirm nor deny? He's gone. Yeah. So it's oh. um, 33 million potentially rising to 39. Pennies um, these days. Pennies. Exactly. Um, and I, I believe um, Emmy Martinez has had a big say in that, him being the Villa keeper and them both being at yes. the Copa America with Argentina. So, um, I mean, good for him. They're a good team. Um, hopefully they hold on to Grealish and they become a bit of a force in the league. But he's got the, the, the talent to, to really take on the, the Premier League. So good luck to him. He's been great for us and uh, can't really complain at this point. We were lucky to back last up. year. Exactly, um, and you know they've already they've already made some some strides in into replacing him. So doing the right thing, being proactive, and and going back to the the same plan with youth. So um, other ones, 
only really the the Jays I want to just touch on that the, they've had four players named in the All Star game, which is pretty amazing mm. for a season that. It, I think we were just saying they had four players called J, so I'm a little disappointed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, there's always time. Um, three of which are starters as well. So Marcus Simeon, Teosco, Teo, yeah, Teosco Hernandez, Teosco Hernandez. I say I can't say that quickly. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, and Vladdy Guerrero Jr. All in the starting mm-hmm. lineup, and uh, Bo Bichette, um in there as well so amazing for the Jays proving that they're you know and they're having some time hitting the ball uh, just need to turn those into wins um, Yankees are falling over themselves a little bit which is always good but Red Sox have maybe uh, well they've turned into a bit of a force after how bad they were last year so you never know they might they might sneak a playoff berth but unfortunately there's two very good teams above them they got to go to last year's playoff format where it's just like the NBA yeah. and the NHL 16, it would be nice uh, per conference Oh, sorry, sixteen total. That's great. So is this a is this a new format this year for the playoffs? They, well, they did it last year back for the shortened yeah, yeah. season, right? Okay. So they, they've gone back to the original plan, yeah. basically, and it's just Which it means it's basically impossible to get out of difficult divisions, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah, got you. Got you. I'm glad I listened to uh, the special that we did. Uh, otherwise, I have to ask that question. Uh, Jack, anything more on your teams, or do we throw it to the man from Toronto itself? Let's chuck it over to Canada. Okay, Mr. Canada, how's things going? Well, nothing really on the Jets front. Uh, training camp, whatever. We'll get to that later. Uh, the exciting news, very exciting news. It, was it worth the Raptors sucking last year to secure the number four pick in the draft? Um, it's got me more excited for the draft than I've been in a long time because obviously they've been good recently and have had late first-round picks or no picks at all. So yeah. um, there's, there's supposedly four sort of potential future all-stars in this draft and they have the fourth pick. So just take whoever's left, probably going to end up being uh, Jalen Suggs from Villanova. But uh, if it's any of the other guys, that's great with me too. Um, what else we got? Who else do I like? I don't even know. Jack covered, <laughs> Jack covered the chase. Uh, well, Jeremy, I can, I can inform you uh, that yeah. just when you thought things couldn't get any worse, uh, your beloved uh, Toronto FC in the MLS lost seven one to DC United uh last weekend so it's good to Ouch. see that things are just averaging out with all the teams a quick uh, stat for you in that game was that all seven goals by dc united were scored by different people so seven wow. different footballers oh, scored in that incredible. game yeah. that's a great stat for you uh terrible yeah, for really. toronto really sorry to shit on your parade here um but yeah sorry the floor is once again yours that's fine. I haven't even. I didn't even know. Well, I knew the season was on, but I've paid zero attention to it. Yeah, Toronto. So. Uh, don't bother following uh, Toronto. No, they, it's a good time. Going bottom to of, games. Bottom though. of their conference. Just sacked their manager. It's not going well. Jack, did you go to a game when you were here? Not Toronto FC, no, because you know no. diehard Seattle you just Sounders. Went to, over oh, here. right, That's right, right, right. That's um, why we made those bets, and you always won them. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, actually, diehard Seattle Sanders fan hasn't mentioned them at all, and the fact that they're unbeaten in 13 games so far just dropped are they really? one in. Or how many of those are ties or draws? Or Five, unbelievably, yeah. yeah. Five draws, which is <laughs> incredible, really. Um, but still, still unbeaten is... Uh, yeah, they didn't lose. That was like uh, the season in the Scottish Championship when Inverness, Caledonian Thistle went something like 22 games unbeaten, but they drew pretty much all of them, so finished seventh. <laughs> it was completely pointless. That was amazing. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I've made up a few of those figures, but honestly, they could not stop drawing games. It was quite something. But yes, Mr. Curo, uh, Maple Leafs, Jets, I don't know, Wolfpack, they don't exist. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. No, I'm good. I think uh, there's not really anything going on with USC football. We'll wait to give our college football preview for that. Yeah, well, and we will in exciting times because we do, mm. as we know, have a, have a listener who's got a college, uh, college team, a new listener, well, an old listener, but with a new college team. So we're looking forward to announcing that in our college special. As for me, boys, uh, Tottenham, we've got a new manager. And the previous episode, I went through a list of people uh, we were possibly going to get, and I'm pretty sure the guy we got, I didn't even name. So that shows you how shambolic it was for Spurs. <laughs> but uh, Nuno Espirito Santo, who was at Wolverhampton, uh, Wanderers, Wolves, whatever the fuck they're called, Wolves, uh, last uh, last four or five seasons, uh, got them up into the Premier, uh, Premier League and got them into Europe as well, but he has jumped on board. So yes, well done Nuno for being our seventh choice manager and for taking the job. Uh, <laughs> nice to have you. I wanted to throw this over to you, Jack, though. Um, I'm obviously going to be biased and assume he's going to win us the Champions League. Uh, as an outsider, what, what do you think about Spurs uh, taking Nuno on? I think he's a top signing if you look at what he's done with the squad that they had from the start and uh, the way that the, the style of football that they've played is is very well suited to Tottenham, a lot more in line with what Pochettino was doing. 
And um, I mean, most people are quite far away from what Mourinho does, but um, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it's a lot more attacking, a lot more free flowing, which certainly suits the players in the squad too. Maybe not quite enough to hold on to Harry Kane, though. Um, I, yeah. I think maybe a slightly higher profile manager might have been the one, but you never know. He's he's a loyal man who's <clears throat> potentially about to win the Euros with his nation, and maybe that loyalty will bleed over into, into Tottenham's season. So um, good for Tottenham. I think it, it'll be, um, it's a chance for him to prove himself at a higher level, but fantastic manager. Um, I think it's a, a great sign. I can't believe he was that low down the list, really. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm exactly the same, Jack. And yeah, uh, you know, it's just sort of saying, uh, he knows the league, he, you know, so it's not yeah. like he's coming in from abroad and he's got to, you know, uh, learn on the job. He knows the league. He'll know the teams that he is playing. Uh, also, uh, his assistant, uh, coach will be Ian Cathro, which uh, Jack and our oh, Scottish wow. uh, friend of the show's uh, listeners will remember, had a completely shambolic attempt at being manager of uh, Hart of Midlothian Football Club, uh, in which uh, he was so bad, he nearly incited a riot at Tynecastle Park uh, in a League Cup game against Dunfermline. So that was uh, peak Ian Cathro. So yes, uh, he is following me. He's haunting me in my dreams, uh, even though I don't really care that much for Hearts these days. But we will see how it goes for Spurs. Uh, Edinburgh City, preseason's well underway. Played three preseason games, won one, drawn one, lost one. Hey, it's all about consistency. Um, we did, however, beat the mighty Rangers Colts 1-0. So uh, when the Ulfern finally get their way own way, as they always do, by getting Colts teams into the lower leagues in Scotland, uh, we can still beat them. So yeah, there you go. Uh, Scotland football, we didn't win the Euros. Edinburgh Rugby, 3,000 season, uh, season tickets sold, which is great. Disappointing news, boys, is Rory Sutherland is joining Duhan van der Merwe at Worcester Warriors. For anyone who doesn't know what I mean, uh, that's basically... They're joining the worst team in English club rugby in in the in the Premier uh, Premiership. Um, there's just no sort of, I don't know. It's it's just so depressing that I mean we are a terrible rugby team, but it's just really depressing when you lose some of your top players to a team in a different league that isn't any better. They can just pay more money. Um, so kind of an NBA style um, situation going on there. And as for Scotland rugby, they all caught COVID, and that is the end of my teams. So gentlemen. Uh, Let's move on to some sporting news. And I think it would be only fair to start with Mr. Jack Green and uh, the Euros because, Jack, I can sit here being facetious and typically Scottish, but your beloved England national football team and sometimes Jeremy's, uh, they've they've done it. They've made the final of the Euros the first time in 55 years that England have made a major tournament final. Um, Yeah, you were holding a one-year-old, but you must be bloody elated. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's it's quite hard to kind of fathom it, to be honest. Um, get you just to get my head around the idea that we're actually in a final because there's been so many disappointments at earlier stages than semis, but also in semis in my lifetime. And there's such a long history of it, and we we like to recycle it way more than we should. Um, and that's a certainly a, an issue with our society is that we we talk about it way too much. Can't let it go. Exactly. So um, amazing to have done it, especially with Southgate at the helm, because he was the one that missed the penalty in 96. So it all ties in very nicely. Um, it's been a great tournament as well. Like, uh, you know, not just England and their performances, <laughs> because there's certainly been times when we, when I've looked at England's performances and gone, well, there's, there's no chance. Um, mm. And you can, you know, again, there's, there's, there's many different things that have potentially gone in our, our way Um and potentially gone against other teams. The way the draw fell was, let's say, easier than than certainly the route that Italy have had to take to get to the final. But you've still got to beat these teams. And it's at the end of the day, those teams have have done exactly what they needed to do to get to that place too. Um, you're all at the same level. You're all in the same tournament. So amazing. Um, a little bit hairy last night with that free kick. If you've seen it, it's a, a fantastic hit by the boy. Um for Denmark but yeah a bit of resilience managed to hold on extra time a bit of it wasn't a penalty was it uh so a bit of luck um and uh a little bit nervous about Sunday if I'm honest I'm saying it's <laughs> coming home but Italy have been the best team in the tournament by a long shot so well yeah so and, and for reference for the listeners Jack we will just say uh for those who maybe haven't been following the Euro so England will now play Italy in the final uh this coming Sunday but by the time you listen to this you will probably know the winner um but Italy have been exceptional 
exceptional in this tournament. I think a lot of people from the early group stages were saying Italy could win this because they really stood out from the rest as a consistent football team. Italy, of course, as we know, in the 90s, they were probably one of Europe's best uh, teams, um, you know, sort of rivaling your your Brazils for for uh, performances in major tournaments. But then, you know, Italy, like we've seen with Spain, like we've seen with the Netherlands, fallen on a bit of hard times. Um, their, their league, Serie A, is a bit sort of maligned these days, but they are a formidable opponent. And, and I do think it's going to be, it's, it's one of those situations because Jack is obviously going to be, you know, it's going to be difficult for you to root against England for obvious reasons and to, and to, you know, sort of be uh, um, objective towards the subject. I'm Scottish. So I, it's, it's the same. I'm, I'm now going to call myself Mario. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so it is difficult for us to do it, but it, it, it's going to be difficult. So I, I guess my question to you, Jack is, you know, I mean, do you think England can win the Euros on Sunday? Yes. Yes, I do. Like At the end of the day, if you look at the, the way the tournament has gone, Italy have probably been, well, they have been the standout team. England have kind of quietly gone about it, only conceded the first goal of the tournament last night, um, which is a huge statement. That's a, that's um, a great stat, like yeah. That. I didn't and realize that until until the game yesterday. I did not. I totally incredible. missed. And then I did see on Reddit. Sorry to jump in again, but I saw on Reddit uh, it was like a prediction thread going on, and somebody, uh, an England fan, had said, "Well, we won. Uh, the, the first one we got was one nil. Then it was two nil. Then it was four nil. So we fully predict that the semi final will be eight nil and the final sixteen nil. So I did like that <laughs> confidence. Sadly, didn't come to fruition. But uh, yeah, that is pretty staggering that uh, Denmark was the first team to uh, to score against you uh, uh, yesterday. Yeah, incredible. And what again? What a hit it was! It was you know a, a, a set play, a, a wonder goal, really. Um, so, not a goal from open play. If you if you want to try and rack up the stats just to keep yourself sounding good, um, but a, a massive loss for Italy is uh, Spinazzola, or however you actually pronounce that. Um, <laughs> And uh, he's been the best player of the tournament. He's been absolutely incredible, like an absolute standout player. And he has been a, a massive part of their game in the way that they've played. And without him, Spain looked like a much better outfit against Italy. They held them to extra time. And uh, yeah, I think the, the, the Italians look a little bit weakened without him. Plus having played more football there because of that. Um, the stresses of, of a penalty shootout and I think England may have a, a mental advantage. It also helps when you're playing in your home stadium for the sixth time in the tournament uh, in front of <laughs> 90,000 fans that are pretty much all going to be English. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how many, obviously there will be a large Italian population in London. I, I know 6,000 tickets were um, put aside for Danish uh, residents mm-hmm. in the UK. I'd imagine um, I, guess, I guess they'll do a, a lot more for, for the final year, but it will be predominantly England fans. And this has to be the best opportunity that England have had in, in decades, really, to win yep. a major tournament. So um, another question for myself is, it, it, should England not be successful? Should they lose to Italy? Do you think Southgate will... I guess he will survive, but do you think there'll be strong calls from fans for him to leave? Because I know there's been a lot of criticism about his style of play in the tournament. Um, uh, Some people were even criticising last night, sort of identifying that Denmark brought on a lad who played for Bristol City, while England had some guys who played for Manchester City still on the bench when things were looking tough. But um, I don't know if you agree with that narrative. Absolutely not. Like, at the end of the day... uh, You've gone through a tournament only conceding one goal that you're in the final. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, you can criti- it looks like you a can, good CV. You can criticise the guy as much as you want for the way he's gone about it, but he has gotten us to a place we've not been in 55 years. Like, it's, it's... Where's the criticism coming from? Like, I understand that certain tactical decisions, but we've won the games. We've gone through. It can be as boring as you want on Sunday if we win I don't I'm not going to remember the game for how boring it was I'm going to remember the fact that we lifted the trophy at the end of it so no it it, like he in no right should he be getting anywhere near getting fired um and you know if he gets something wrong he gets something wrong like he's gotten us to a final and that squad is is very young and very capable of continuing to to grow you know semi-final in the world cup three years ago final of the Euros, regardless of if we win or not. That's a massive platform to go on and it could be years of that team performing well. Yeah, I I do think, you know, you have to remember exactly that, Jack. You know, potentially this is coming into a golden era 
of English yep. international football. And of course, you know, only four years ago, whatever it was, uh, England lost to Iceland, a country of 300,000 people uh, in the previous Euros. So things have vastly improved. Well, Jack, it's, you know, difficult for me to say well done, but uh, credit <laughs> where credit is due. My team left the tournament uh, weeks ago. So, um, so yeah, uh, Sunday will be a good day for you. Mr. Jeremy Kuro, have you seen anything of the Euros? Is it something that is popular in, Ke- Ke- I was going to say Canada, that's embarrassing, in Canada? Is mm. it popular in Canada? That's what I'm trying to ask. Depends where you are. Here where I am in Owen Sound, I don't think anybody knows it's on. But in Toronto, it's definitely massively popular. Every week I see um, pictures and videos of people out on the um, some patios watching the games. Uh, it's a super multicultural city. Yeah. Um, so there's people supporting basically every team. And there's a massive really? Italian population there. So every Italy game, people are just going crazy. Um, obviously Canada isn't in it. So my rooting interest isn't there, but I've mentioned before how I, I go for England now for maybe since yes. two world cups ago, uh, I couldn't take Brazil and they're f- flopping all over the place. So I made the switch. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, yeah don't I, watch the highlights I, I, from last night then <laughs> forget about it. No, exactly. But I'll, I'll be honest. I haven't even watched a single, the only game I've watched is a, Sc- a Scotland game of all teams. Yes. Oh, wow. yes. <laughs> Which was like, I don't know, some Scandinavian team maybe that they played right near the beginning. Uh, it, or Ukraine. Czech, or yeah, it would have cool been the Czech Republic. Russia. Yeah, that's what it was. It was Czech Republic. Yeah. So none of the things I guessed. All right. um, but yeah, <laughs> I watched that. I, well, I okay, I watched half of that. But anyway, um, <laughs> it was good enough. But there's just other well, stuff going on. Uh, but yeah, Sorry, very my exciting. country subdued you to that. That's embarrassing. No, no, it's, it's all right. Um, it's great to see England there. I really hope they win, uh, mainly just so I can give all the Italian people I know a hard time because they uh, can yes. be uh, insufferable, as you imagine. Um, but yeah, no, that's great. And, and, and sorry your team didn't do better, Ali, but uh, there's okay. always hurling whenever that's on. Yes, yeah, and curling, hurling and curling. Yeah, exactly. Um, Mr. Jack Green, what else uh, from the tournament stood out for you before we move on to uh, a, diff- a different sport, a sport involving a ball? But yeah, uh, anything else that stood out to you? Obviously, on the previous pod, we mentioned the, the awful situation with Christian Eriksen. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, that, that was such a dark low point in the tournament. Christian Eriksen, as we know, is on the road to recovery. And um, it's just an un- unbelievable uh, resilience of the human body and, and the medical staff that helped uh, help save his life. But uh, the tournament, I, I do think, will be remembered for very positive things positive things uh, for taking part for sorry being uh, on during a, a pandemic that is still raging in Europe uh, especially on this island that we that we live on um, it's it's been a good tournament and um, a lot of stories with your North Macedonia's your Finland's and so one question first question would be yeah other moments have stood out for you and the second question is do you like the format where more teams are qualifying for it or do you think it's a bit cheap that certain teams are qualifying almost as a an afterthought because the numbers have risen. Oh, definitely not. Um, I think it's great that there's there's kind of smaller nations in there. It makes it more competitive and you never know. Like anything can happen. Look look at the, you know, at the end of the day, no one thought Denmark were getting to a semi-final. No one thought no. Denmark were, you know, when they won it, like they, you know, took the world, well, at least Europe by surprise when they won it, however yep. many years ago that was. Um, uh, 1992, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, know, I think it's brilliant. Like, you know, teams like Finland that have, you never think of being in it again, like you said, North Macedonia. Um, Ukraine did well. and They're a slightly bigger nation, but they managed to get to a quarterfinal. And it's it's, it's great to see. It, it, it just shows that your Germany's, your France, you know, Portugal, Spain, like fair enough, Spain made the semi-final, but big teams that you'd imagine would be reaching finals. They don't, they don't, um, they need to stop taking it for granted quite as much and just assuming that they'll, they'll wander through group stages. You know, Hungary were, <laughs> Hungary probably one of the things that stood out the most. They were fantastic in that group and that was the group of death. Um, for, again, those are the three teams, so Portugal, France, Germany and Hungary all in the same group and, and Hungary nearly made it through. The only reason they didn't is because they drew 2-2 with Germany. You know, not many people would be upset with a two-all draw against the Germans. And that with the that point against the French in front of a full crowd in, in Budapest, it was just yeah. amazing to see a full yeah. crowd going like that. They're the, you know, they are the reason why they got that point. Yeah. Um, yeah, fans, fans in stands again, just like okay, football fans in stands seeing it the way that it used to be. A little nervous about some of it. I think England are maybe pushing it a little too hard. But yeah, um, 
forgetting that it's been it's been great to see um some wonderful goals lots of own goals which is awesome loads of missed penalties which is even funnier like it's i think it's just been a, a weird and wonderful tournament and i guess that's that's when you get the weirdest and one most wonderful results so his fingers crossed Absolutely, the romantic side of sport, and that's what we've seen in the Euros for sure. And uh, before we move on, uh, for yourself, Jeremy, and for any listeners that aren't aware, Denmark did win it in 1992. Um, not only was that a shock victory because it was Denmark, um, they didn't even qualify for the tournament to begin oh, yeah. with. Uh, Yugoslavia had qualified, um, but unfortunately, um, as as has happened in that region, the war kicked off, and uh, right. they were they were expelled from the tournament due to. I, I think it was due to the war or they'd done something. It was na- nasty, whatever it was, it wasn't nice. And they were kicked out of the tournament and uh, Denmark came in and ended up winning the whole damn thing. Gentlemen, Sweet. talking about uh, people winning the whole damn thing, Mr. Jeremy Curo, um, is it going to be Phoenix or is it going to be Milwaukee who win the whole damn thing in the NBA? First of all, how incredible is it that this finals is actually happening? Yeah. Like, we didn't predict it, but at least, you know, month, month and a half ago, we, we agreed this would be our favorite final scenario, uh, Phoenix versus Milwaukee. And, and I, the chances of it actually happening were so low. I think I at least myself predicted after winning game one, Phoenix was probably going to get swept by the Lakers. So I did too. We said it on the podcast. Yeah. We, we, we did it on the podcast. We both said, yeah. that's it. The Suns are doomed. They're not going to make it. And mm-hmm. they, yeah, they showed us. Yeah. Yeah. But, but both teams have three legit star players. Um, you know, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, and then for Milwaukee, uh, Giannis, obviously, Chris Middleton, and uh, Junior U Holiday, Jack's yes. favorite. Yes. So uh, <laughs> it, it's a great matchup. Um, and I'm just so happy that one of these teams is going to be winning because Phoenix would be so nice to see them win. Uh, Milwaukee, Giannis is such a likable guy. It'd be great to see him win too. Um, so it's pretty much a no-lose scenario. Just uh, as I've mentioned before, I'm not used to watching teams I like do well in general and especially in, in championships, right? In, in football, we have the Patriots every year, um, the least never doing well in the playoffs. So just to watch two teams that you like, it's just great. It's a strange feeling, but one that I'm really enjoying. Yeah, so, you know, I'll, I've got some facts here that I'll read out, which just sort of puts into perspective why this is such a great finals. Um, so the only player from either team that has got any NBA finals experience, this includes the head coaches, is the Suns, Jay Crowder. He's the only mm-hmm. person that's nice. ever played in an NBA finals. Even uh, Monty Williams of the Suns and Mike Budenholzer of, of the Milwaukee Bucks, the respective head coaches, uh, they've this is their first finals. So Jay Crowder is the only one who's ever experienced this before. Wow. And I just think that is absolutely brilliant. That uh, And that includes 36-year-old Chris Paul, friend of the show from Wake Forest, the, uh, the holiday <laughs> park. Um, this is his first NBA finals appearance. His first game was on the 1st of November 2005, playing for the then New Orleans Hornets in Oklahoma mm-hmm. City due to the current against the Sacramento Kings and all these years later he's finally in a finals uh, playing alongside you know the up-and-coming guys such as Devin Booker Mikael Bridges it's just brilliant um the other thing I love about this was the Phoenix Suns had the worst record in the NBA three seasons ago they then had the worst record in the Western Conference two seasons ago and they haven't been in the playoffs for a decade and they are now three games away if it goes well from winning the Mm. whole damn thing um and of course, lastly, it's just the fact that the Bucks last won the title in 1971 when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was their big, their, yeah. their big gun in the team. And the Phoenix Suns have never won the title. So it's just, this is what, you know, I think you said it on the previous podcast, Jeremy, we've been sort of subjected within a reason, uh, you know, to LeBron versus Steph mm-hmm. year in, year out, the Warriors continually winning, or it was the Heat always winning, or the, you know, and, and that's what I feared. I feared the Lakers would find momentum in the playoffs or, you know, even the Miami Heat might have, you know, done what they did in the bubble and beat the, the Bucks in the first round. And, and we haven't seen that, you know, uh, the Lakers, yes, Anthony Davis went down with a couple of injuries in the series, but they were so poor. They were so poor against uh, the Suns in, the, in, in that um, mm-hmm. first round matchup in the playoffs. And then, the, you know, I mean, the Heat might, they would have been better if they hadn't bothered turning up. I mean, they were the, the only highlight of that matchup was, um, Jimmy Bucket's face every time he fell over. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was the only positive to that matchup uh, for the Heat. So yeah, it's it's absolutely brilliant. As, as we, the time of recording, the Suns are uh, do have a one 0 lead. Uh, only one game has been played, but uh, 
I do think the Suns will do it. And I think we should also have to talk, Jeremy, uh, the curse or the sort of reverse curse of <laughs> Alistair Kirk. Um, one time Milwaukee Bucks fan, one time Phoenix Suns fan, now a fan of neither. And they're in the finals. So I don't know. Is this a, is this a, is this a me curse? Is this a, an all our teams curse? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it's, it's the reverse of the um, Babe Ruth curse, right? When he was traded yeah. from, from Boston <laughs> to New York. Bambino. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. Exactly. So yeah, no, that's yeah. great. I, I I've told so many people about that. <laughs> They're great. like, "What it's the like, hell are you talking about? Who?" But it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everything I touch turns to gold, but a mm-hmm. year after, a year after I touch it, uh, and I've moved. Uh, Mr. Jack Green, what's your thoughts? Genuine question. Um, so, regardless of how this turns out, um, which team do you think is more likely to bounce back? Like who who would bounce back better from a loss in this um, finals of the two teams? Hmm. Probably Milwaukee. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say the, the well, Suns. Oh, the Suns. Good. I the Suns. Question. Go. If Sorry. if Chris Paul stays, it's the Suns. <laughs> if if he because he's a free agent. If he leaves, then it's it's Milwaukee. Okay. Uh, I'd like to What's see him likelihood? stay, but I don't know, man. I, it's hard to say because you'd think. You know, he likes the situation there a lot. And he's 36, but he's going to command a lot of money this offseason. Um, and there's rumors, of course, that he is moving to Phoenix because he's just gradually getting closer to Los Angeles. Yeah, he's just exactly. Really- exactly. So, yeah. oh, man, let's hope he doesn't go there next year. But yeah. I think there's also going to be some changes to come to Milwaukee. They're under a lot more pressure than Phoenix is to win it because they've been good for so many years now. Um, and they've sort of underachieved. So if Phoenix loses, it's still an awesome story. They made it there. Whereas if Milwaukee loses, it's like, what are we going to do? We just gave up so many picks for Drew Holiday um, and paid so much money for him. And we can't seem to get over the hump. So, um, yeah. And Giannis Giannis is an MVP. You know, uh, a a past MVP. Giannis is one of the most marketable guys in the NBA. And the Bucs were expected to be in the finals. It was just that they would be playing the Lakers. Whereas the Suns, nobody really expected them to necessarily make the playoffs maybe that's unfair because chris paul was there but you know it's the phoenix suns they are the sort of all our teams of the nba you know they're <laughs> they're never just going to quite make it into the into the into the playoffs so um yeah i i agree with everything jeremy said there i but i i i think that i think as you know yeah i think the bucks the bucks have to win the suns it will just be a dream story if they win yeah mm-hmm. which kind of hey, jack think of it like uh you know, England in the Euros, nobody thought they could get there, right? Nobody, and nobody. Then, absolutely no one thinks they're going to win now. Nobody. But, you know, it, it could happen. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> uh, <but> no, <laughs> that's fine. Um, uh, yeah, fuck you both. Um, yeah, no, fair enough. Um, no, that's cool. Okay, it just it feels yeah, good. Question. Yeah, it definitely feels like the, yeah, the Fox may struggle to come back. Then, from what you're saying, is that it just mm-hmm. because there's so yeah? Much do they on. do they get a new coach? It's not like you can trade any of their stars, right? So, and I and I think in the finals well, too. I think this. I think the Suns. I think the Suns could take. I, I think the Suns could take a two 0 lead, and then I think the Bucks. Yeah, will me, too. me too. I think the Bucks will panic, and then I think it will crumble from there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so yeah, I'm. I mean, when have we ever been wrong though? So you know, that's <laughs> yeah. it. Just give the title the Suns now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's have a. <laughs> yeah, let's have a bit of a word though for the Atlanta Hawks because if there was a team other than the Phoenix Suns that nobody thought would achieve anything, it has to be said it was the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Trey Young uh, is just an unbelievable talent and um jeremy i'm sorry for you because uh, you had money on the atlanta hawks in yeah. the end you got a nice little paycheck or payout whatever you want to say um but yeah um any any words for the hometown of your grandparents well i've still never won a sports bet so my streak continues if anything else <laughs> uh no it's a yeah i mean first of all does trey young like if you if you saw one of those like police lineups and you had to pick out who wasn't the nba player you're picking trey young <laughs> yeah, every single time yeah, so yeah. making him even more likable in my eyes uh yeah bright future there especially with him they sort of seem and um you know likely to add another superstar at some point because who wouldn't want to go play there you know lou williams the strip clubs what's not yep. to like mm-hmm. um so for sure yeah it's an exciting time in atlanta they haven't been relevant in a long time and I had a quick question for yourself, which is, uh, if you had to take one, would you be taking Trey Young or Ja Morant? Oh, oh, uh, I would take Morant just because I like watching him more. But I think Trey Young is definitely a better player. 
Yeah, you know what? That's exactly my answer. That's exactly my answer. Trey Young, mm-hmm. I think, is a better player, but I would take Jan Morant because of his importance to the team, which is mental because Trey Young basically carried the Hawks as well. So it uh, doesn't make sense, but that's why I'm terrible on basketball. Uh, that's a GM on NBA 2K21. <laughs> yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not watched the NBA before and would like to get into it, these are the finals to do so because uh, we're about to get a St. Johnston of America. So can't wait for that. Jack, Jeremy, I think we should talk some National Football League. Please enlighten those of us who maybe don't follow the sport as much as you two, such as myself, on what is going on in a, a classic, uh, lengthy NFL offseason. Jack, do you want to take point here as I uh, have prepared nothing for this segment? Nor have I. So um, the only oh, thing I can oh, really think of is of, of, <laughs> of real note. Um, I didn't know we were going to speak about the NFL today. Um, like the, the only thing of note Ooh, really is, is, is Aaron Rodgers at the minute. Um, so a, a very small change in, in, uh, in his story. Um, well, it's been a long time since we've spoken about him, I guess. So he's obviously holding out. He's not training currently. He's now missing mandatory trainings, which is a big statement. He's, he's never missed them in his career, wow. which is a huge statement from Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's putting out things saying that, you know, he's, he's trying to look after his own mental health and, you know, fair play to him for that. But there's obviously more to it than uh, more to it than um, personal reasons. It's it's obviously to do with his contract and the way that they're looking at bringing the franchise forward. Um, thanks, Ali. Thanks. Um, so, uh, but he he hasn't. Um, fucking hell, what's the word I'm looking for? Sorry, he hasn't Banana. opted out this season. Um, so, which means that he's not going to get paid to not play uh, because mm-hmm. of COVID reasons or anything like that. So it's a, it's a statement in the sense that he is obviously wanting to play this season. Um, it's not like he's just trying to sit out and, uh, and avoid playing. Um, there's obviously a lot more to it than that. He feels like he's going to seek a trade. I don't think he's going to get one. Um, I mean, you can't bench him. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. I think it will have to be a very, very sizable trade. Maybe the Texans will give up the next 55 years of their career, of their <laughs> franchise and, and take him on for, for the next two years or whatever. Um, we'll see, but it's that's pretty much the only notable thing that I've seen at least in the last week or so. A question for myself. Where did it all go wrong with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers? When did it start to collapse? Was it just two years ago when they drafted um, your boy Love? Um, or, you know, was it, has this been a long time coming? Where where, and when did it all go wrong? I mean, for, for me, um, Jordan Love's obviously, the fact that we, we mentioned this before, where, where Jordan Love was the, he's the first, like, offensive, or the first, like, weapon offensive yeah, weapon that the, was the Green Bay have signed in his career in Aaron right. Rodgers career and it's his re- replacement you know that's obviously mm. not only if they're, they're drafted as replacement but they finally get someone on offense and it's not it's not a wide receiver and uh, I mean you know they've, they've obviously got the weapon so I think it's maybe been boiling under the surface for a little while and then drafting his replacement and not giving him what he wants in terms of a contract after an MVP year um, I mean I'd be pissed off yeah, absolutely. Well, wherever he goes, I will follow. Uh, Mr. Jeremy Curo. Yeah, it's hard to say, really. But, I mean, he's been there for 16 years, and sometimes you just want a fresh start with something. So maybe he just wants to go somewhere else, try something new. I'm not going to blame him for that. He's given mm-hmm. that team a lot. He's won them a Super Bowl. He won MVP. Maybe he just wants to play elsewhere or live elsewhere even. No big deal. But, Jack, a quick question for you. Uh, off the top of your head, top three teams you'd like to see Rodgers playing on next year? Oh, <sighs> Um, Hamilton Tiger Cats. <laughs> uh, Detroit and uh, shit. Um, I kind of want to see him go to the Raiders now after all the stuff mm. with um, what's his face, Derek Carr. So I, I think he'd actually he'd do very well there. Of course he would. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. So say Raiders and Detroit just because they've got golf and he's awful. Oh, yeah, fuck <laughs> off. I, I can't imagine being a Detroit fan. Like, I'm sorry if anyone listening is, but like, what a boring team to follow. Mm-hmm. They got yeah. that stupid dome. It always looks like it's just like a gray overcast sky in the arena. Or in, and yeah, forget it. They got bad uniforms, stupid city. 
Uh, I don't Jeremy, know why I decided to hate Detroit all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, here's a great movie that takes place in Detroit, Exit Wounds, which I've mentioned before. <laughs> DMX, Steven Seagal. Uh, what was the Just original question? Um, uh, you, you asked it. Uh, oh, yeah, which, I did. <laughs> yeah, where, where do you want to see him go? Or what, what's your talk? Oh, three? I didn't have an answer. I just okay. <laughs> wanted to see what Jack thought. Oh, but, well, let's see. Right. Who's a good team with no quarterback? Uh, well, it is hard to think of off the top of your head, isn't mm-hmm. it, Jack? It Washington. Is. No. Oh, you know what? That's actually – that's I, I think that's a great call, Ali, because their defense is loaded. They got weapons at receiver. And oh, I know why Jack doesn't. Is he think he looks like the quarterback? Because I'm yeah, sorry, but no. yeah, sorry, right? Take my sorry, job Jack. away from me. Sorry, buddy. I'm True. so sorry. I've just yeah, to be you. honest, that would be a good one. Yeah. If you just traded yeah. those two, uh, Fitzpatrick on Green Bay, that'd be something. Yeah, it'll never Green. happen. But and he looks like he would more come from Northern Wisconsin. To be mm-hmm. fair, yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick. He has yeah, cheese like. Yeah, he does. He does. All right, Jens, I feel like we've completely lost uh, yeah, track. Of I don't have anything video. else to say on NFL, so why don't we right. get back to something right. we've prepared for? <laughs> okay, well, that was a good little segue. I enjoyed it. A little, you know, NFL offseason. We'll see what happens. Well, uh, we're going to move on to a new segment. It's a one-off segment. But before that, Jack, do you have a twat? Uh, Richard Gear. <laughs> I've never liked Richard Gere. Nice one. Fun fact. Yes. <laughs> the movie Chicago starring Richard Gere is the least mm-hmm. I've ever enjoyed watching a movie. And I've seen there some bad go. movies. It wasn't just because you don't wow. like musicals. I, well, I hate musicals, but I mean, that's probably the main reason. Yeah. And was the film Chicago filmed in Toronto? <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that wonderful note, uh, ladies and gentlemen, a few podcasts ago, uh, it was announced that Jack Green, uh, who is getting into golf, not just by watching, but also by playing. And we are hoping to get Mr. Jack Green into the uh, British Open uh, within the next decade. However, while he's practicing, you know, he needs the odd player to uh, to watch, to learn from, mm-hmm. to, to idolize. So myself and Mr. Jeremy Curo have come up with a list of possible golfers that Jack can select from to follow from now until the day he meets his maker, which is slightly negative. Sorry, I said that. Anywho, oh. Jeremy, would you like to okay, go first? So, oh, right. Uh, sure. Yeah. So, um, Jack, I know you'd said you wanted a European golfer to follow, but I've given you a few other options just in case. I feel so, like I should stress at this point, as, as other people might not know, it's not xenophobic. It's, it's just because it is. The, in the Ryder Cup, in the Ryder Cup, I'm going to want to support Europe. So it would make sense for my guy to be European. Yes. That's all. All right. Okay. So you're basing everything off one tournament of the year. The best tournament. (laughs) The only one I've ever actually probably watched. The waste management has something to say about that. Uh, Anyway. Okay. So this guy isn't uh, European, but uh, he's from a colony. So Cameron Smith from uh, Australia. Uh, Mostly because his golf attire sort of looks like the way you dressed when we lived in Australia. Nice. Um, I like that. So. And he's a, he seems like a pretty cool guy. Uh, just this next one's just to spite Ali. So Robert McIntyre. Just to... <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, he's not English, but his last name is Harris English. Yeah. Yep. Oh. And um, good one. Good one. Interesting. We oh, I mentioned this guy because he's European and he's an up and comer, and we've mentioned him on one of the original podcasts, and that's Victor Hovland. Yes. But um, the, the main yeah, three the I actually had rounds. for you. Yeah, he drove around. He liked music or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He so, can speak English. So that's good that's good for a Always racist helps. like jack yes yeah. oh yeah. thanks fucking hell i'm racist now um i've got I've got two englishmen for you jack tyrell mm. hatton um Ooh. who's cost my both my dad and i big points in our master's pool in two different years and my favorite british golfer tommy fleetwood he's got the long hair uh, I like a tommy nice fleetwood. beard i think that would be rock solid and um a guy who's right up there with uh he's ahead of my guy mcelroy but right there with ali's guy dj is john rom from spain Yes. It's the most German name for a Spanish man I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And, and uh, by all accounts, seems like an awesome guy. So I would, if I were you, I would seriously consider uh, Fleetwood or John Rahm, but we'll see what Ali has to say. All right. Well, I, I have like to it. Say, Thank you. I have to say what's, what's really quite good here um, is, is me and Jeremy, we selected some of the same players, which I think is a good sign. I think this is a good mm. sign. I also Ooh. had Harris English for the main fact that you're English. Um, <laughs> I also had um, uh, Robert McIntyre because he's the most Scottish looking man of all time. He's sponsored by a car dealership. And I do believe he will win a major within the next five years. I honestly do Ooh. believe it. 
he is he's really he's he's come out of the the starting gate whatever i'm trying to say he's fired out the starting gate and he's just he's brilliant so i I do think he will do it so let me just go through the rest of my list uh john daly john daly now uh the reason for this is um he may or may not have gone off the edge of niagara falls in a barrel i don't know if he did no he teed he teed across he he hit a ball over (laughs) yeah he didn't go down a barrel sorry i've misunderstood that um but what i also enjoyed was this is from his actual wikipedia page John Daly is known primarily for his driving distance off the tee, earning him the nickname Long John, his non-country club appearance and attitude, his exceptionally long backswing, the inconsistency of his play with some exceptional performances and some controversial incidents, and his personal life. And I just thought, why not? Why wouldn't you pick him as somebody if that's on your in the first paragraph of your Wikipedia mm-hmm. page? Um, I've also gone True. for Ang- I've also gone for Angel Cabrera. Uh, Cabrera. Slight issue with oh, Angel nice. Cabrera. He, he is a two-time major winner. However, he's also partly retired and he's currently serving a two-year jail sentence. So he, he might he might not be great for you. Oh, yeah, maybe is. not. Yes, he, he is. He, 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 he for been, assault or something. Yes, yes, for GBH, yeah. as we would say yeah. over here. Uh, Andrew Beef Johnson, because you do yes. Beef Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Jason Kokrak because it's just a great name. That is um, a name. Brooks Kepka because he hates uh, he, uh, he hates Bryson. Uh, Tony Fina loves loves a oh. snapback. Loves a snapback and just all around great guy. And I just, I think Tony Finau, sure, he's sure. in that list of guys who I really wish, I really want to win a major. I'm desperate for him uh, with like mm. uh, Ricky Fowler. Those are my two that I just really want to see win a major because they've been on the circuit for a long time and they're yet to do it. Uh, Chris Kirk, because he's probably my cousin. And uh, Maverick McNeely, because need I say more? Great name. Um, but I have to say, the one which matches. Jeremy Curo, that I think you do need to consider. It is John Ram. I also selected John Ram. Um, he okay. did have an unbelievable, possibly the greatest shot in the history of golf at the Masters two years ago, was it? The skimmy he, one. He drove a, and he, he hit it over the water. And mm-hmm. onto oh, the yeah, that's right. It's for for it's, a it's, in one. Yes, it is unbelievable. He that's comes amazing. across as a family man, which mm-hmm. you are yourself. He is just incredibly talented, hardworking. Um, and very, very likable, and and he's European. So, Jack, what what's not to like? What's not to like? Wow. An extensive list, boys. I've already whittled it down to three. Okay. I'm quick. I think he, I think he should be your guy, and I think you should. You don't have to pick now unless you want to, but we can hold everyone in suspense for the next episode, <laughs> which could be. <laughs> you can month. do some research. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Could I be the college preview, but I'll give you <laughs> my three. Okay. Yeah, give us your three. Give us your three. Um. So. Credit to you both. I'll uh, I'll put Ram in there. He's, it is R A H M, isn't it? So it is the most German name for a Spanish person of all time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Beef, of course, because he was always in there. Yeah, yeah. If he didn't say him. He was going in there. And Tony Fino, I think he. Yeah, uh, nice. That's a good one. Nice. That's a good I one. like him. So um, yeah, um, he's in my top three. That'd mm-hmm. be a great choice. So there's my three. I'll do some research and we'll come back next week or whenever it is. Another family man there. too, like yourself, as Ali mentioned. Hey. I Absolutely. like the way that you try to lean me in a direction because of the family man thing i like this good sales yeah, why not well done. yeah well, as a former unsuccessful car salesman <laughs> <laughs> uh, i thought you were gonna say as a former unsuccessful family man <laughs> <laughs> no that's current unsuccessful family man <laughs> Oh dear! Sorry. Children spread around the world. Well <laughs> yes. done there, uh, Mr. Kuro. Uh, anything else you wanted to say? I spoke over you. I'm sorry. No, no, I, I'm good. All right. I like your 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 final three. <laughs> All right. Yes, I do too. I think that's a great final three. So on the next podcast, Jack, you will announce uh, the winner, and then we'll tweet them because it'll probably make their for sure. I look forward to that. Not that we have Twitter on this podcast. Gents, uh, it's time for the Jeremy Curo trivia question of the week. And as I am the only person who remembered to, uh, that we do this segment, I've got a question that's as simple as this. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick has seven children. We know that. But how many teams has he played for? Jack Green. Twelve. Okay, we've got twelve. Jeremy Curo. Uh, including his current team? Uh, yes, sir. Eight. Oh, so, so close. Jeremy Curo does take it because it's nine. It is oh. nine. And I will now read them out for you. He has played for the St. Louis Rams, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Buffalo Bills, the Tennessee Titans, the Houston Texans, the New York Jets, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Miami Dolphins, and now at the Washington football team, shortly to be replaced by Aaron Rodgers. 
so Jeremy, I don't know what the score is because I can't refine the page where I kept the scores. So I think you're winning this. I don't know. You're winning. Oh, here I've it is. A proposal. Actually. Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. So uh, instead of calling it my name every week, uh, whoever w- gets that question gets to name it after a person for the next week. Ooh, I like Ooh, that. I like it. Okay. Naming so rights. To name it then. So next week will be the Wesley Snipes question. <laughs> of the week. Ooh, nice choice. The blade. Did he not <laughs> go to jail for tax evasion? Yeah. It's better than what Angel Cabrera went for. True. That's very, very true. And on that note, uh, unless either of you have anything we'd like to talk about more, I believe we have to finish with our favorite top threes. Good right. to go. We're just we're sitting in silence, so let's mm-hmm. let's do our favorite top threes. Uh, so this week it's our top three wings. Our top three wings, <laughs> Mister Jeremy Curo, as the man who came up with this. Uh, you can go first, or you can defer to Jack. <laughs> uh, it's been ages since Jack's done one, so I feel like he's really dying <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, and he's not been here for a while. Oh, yeah. All right, fine. Uh, mine's short and sweet. I did absolutely no. Like put spent no time on this at all. So top three wings, easy peasy, airplanes, chicken, and bingo. <laughs> Sorry, what was the third one? Bingo. What the hell is bingo wings? Bingo wings. Yeah, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Is that a British bingo thing? Wings. Yeah, it's like when you it's when you get a bit of fat underneath your arm Google and it. they kind of kind of move. A bingo wing. That's what it is, isn't it? It is indeed. Yeah. Airplanes, chicken, and bingo. Nice one. Yeah, good one. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Yes, I'll go. Jeremy, please. Yes. Uh, Okay. So, (laughs) bingo wings. Uh, Number three, uh, Chicago Blackhawks wing Patrick Kane. Number two, uh, Paul McCartney and Wings, the band. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so... number one, uh, Jeff Winger from the TV show Community. Oh, oh, oh I like great that. One. That's good. Yeah, that was good. That is good. That is good. Oh, really? Yeah, for mine, um, I had uh, crispy buffalo chicken wings. So similar, <laughs> yeah. similar thinking to uh, Jack. I'm a big fan of those. Uh, then I had uh, Duhan van der Merwe, uh, who mm-hmm. was Wing for my beloved Edinburgh, and it was soon to be Worcester. Mm-hmm. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, but number one, it's the ground nesting bird, the, the lapwing. <laughs> Big fan of the lapwing. Uh, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I don't know if we get lapwings here. So I had to uh, had to Google them. And I don't think I've ever seen one. So. <laughs> but if I do, that's that's the one I want to see if I, if I take a bird spawn. Um, so anyway, ladies and gentlemen, once again, we've failed you we failed you as listeners um, from start to finish but thank you so much for being with us for yet another episode of the all of our teams podcast uh do remember we're on spotify we're on apple pods uh we're whatever you want to listen to us we will be there please give us a five-star rating and review please tell your friends your family your full it will uh, help us uh greatly so thank you for that we're on instagram at all our teams mr jeremy curl's been back at the meme making which we're thoroughly enjoying so thank you for that and uh you know hashtag never forget um uh, but yes um it's great to be back and uh, we'll be back soon enough so Mr. Jeremy Kuro uh, thank you good night yeah yeah nice to talk to you boys thanks everyone for listening and uh, we'll be seeing you uh, absolutely Mr. Jack Green thank you and good night boys great to be back together again hopefully again a little sooner than the last one it's coming home all right uh, my name is Alistair Kirk uh, and I'm off to buy some binoculars because I'm going to go try and find a lap wing <laughs> Night-night.